people go through life-changing experiences without any guidance. But what if you had the tools available to help you in your journey? I welcome you to the Misguided Notions podcast. Our mission is to create a space where we discuss thought-provoking topics with people that go through real-life experiences. My goal is to inspire, empower, and help build awareness to a number of issues that our society doesn't really talk about. So listen in, engage in conversation, and if you'd like, share your story. number of clients that we have that are unfortunately victims of various scams, and there's so many out there, and most of the people that are getting scammed that we're aware of because they're our population are older adults and they're getting scammed out of thousands of dollars some even their life savings that they work so hard for and i remember years ago when i first started working in the field i had met this 90 year old woman she lived alone and when i walked in i noticed stacks of like these magazines and like she had magazines from Seventeen, Vogue, Men's Health, Shape, and so many others. And I know she wasn't going out there buying them. So I asked her, I said, well, where do you get these from? And she said, well, they're free. And I said, well, okay, they're free? I said, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, they're free. And I was like, well, they're being mailed to you, so I... Obviously, you must have subscribed, but I don't think you did. I think maybe it was an accident. And I said, well, have you checked your statement lately? And she goes, no, not really, because my vision is pretty bad. But I usually go down to the store and just pay my bills, whatever I have to pay. Like, you know, she had a phone bill, and I guess she has a local place where she can pay for her phone bill. And her rent and stuff, she could pay that in her building, you know, things like that. So she didn't really have a system set up to really pay attention to what was going on in her account. And so I know she had a son, so I said, well, let me call the son. He lived out of state, so he had no idea all of this was going on. And so I called him, and I explained to him what what I was seeing and that I was concerned. Because in addition to that, she had all these mails from, like, I don't know, like a donation charity for like a, for like dogs and like various other wildlife and some other stuff that I was kind of like, mm, I don't know about all this. And so, again, my patient was under the impression that these were like free magazines that she was getting. And so the son did take my advice and look further into it and realized that unfortunately she was being billed for a lot of those magazines probably all of them i'm sure and also he found out that she was just giving money and sending checks to these various organizations anytime they would ask and at 90 years old god bless her heart she was the sweetest woman but so vulnerable i mean wow so vulnerable i I felt so awful that she was getting scammed like this because they were obviously somehow deducting the money from her account. They got access to this information. How? I don't know. But I wanted to develop these risk factors so that you are aware because maybe your loved one might be facing this. You never know. And just maybe you could protect yourself or them from being scammed out of their life savings. 
you don't want that. Like, I mean, I can't imagine if I had my grandmother work so hard her entire life and then to just have all of her money gone, stolen, or scammed out of it for whatever the reason is. So let's talk about it. What are the risk factors for becoming a potential victim? Isolation. Is your loved one homebound with limited access to get out due to mobility issues? Recent loss of a loved one, maybe a spouse or a child? Cognitive impairments, some forgetfulness, short-term memory lapses, inability to keep track of appointments, finances, medications, bills, limited supports, no family in the immediate area, perhaps some of the family live out of state, little or no contact with anyone. There's something about getting older that creates this big sense of vulnerability. For whatever reason, getting older brings about this aspect of vulnerability. The older we get, the more susceptible we may get to becoming victims. And you might be listening to this and saying, oh, no, that would never happen to me. But you'd be surprised. We've had doctors and lawyers fall for this. It doesn't really matter what your educational level is because it triggers something emotional that causes Scam you to artists, because that's what they are, are so good at preying on these individuals and they're able to just use these skillful tactics to just make this person tell them maybe their little little tidbits, not even a lot, little tidbits of information or they might just have access to obtaining certain things and finding out about a person and they can very much use that against someone and or against the, the victim. We target people uh, over the age of 65 mainly because they're they're more gullible, they're at home, they're more accessible. Once you get them emotionally involved, then, then they'll do anything for you, basically. They're not, they're nowhere near being all of them, but they are just some of them, and the more, I would say, the more popular ones. So let's talk about it. The grandchild scam. We know how our grandparents are, especially with towards their grandchildren. Imagine you get a call from someone who sounds like your grandson or granddaughter telling you they were lying. scheme run out of Canada, he would call senior citizens in the U.S., impersonating a grandchild in distress, begging for cash. There was a desperation and an urgency in the health insurance fraud. Promising specific equipment or items if you join or switch to a particular plan without receiving any of the benefits you were promised. Even recently, I see a lot of representatives from particular health insurance companies. They may be outside your local CVS, Rite Aid, or Walgreens. Some are even inside, set up with their little counter with a picture of what looks like a Medicare card and even sometimes a benefit card. And they seem to be advertising their particular insurance policy or plan, I should say. And they're there to, you know, promote their insurance plan. Sometimes they're even at doctor's offices. 
you'd be surprised. And these are all ways to solicit and obtain more clients. And they might be promising certain things and they might not be true. Sweepstakes. You've won big money, but you need to make a small payment. For years, I've heard stories from friends, mainly senior citizens, who have received stacks of suspicious mail promising riches from lotteries. Some would even get phone calls saying they had won five... Charitable donations. This usually comes in the forms of mailings, asking for money towards a particular charity, i.e. wildlife fund, adopt an animal something. And some of these charities may not even exist. And next thing you know, several payments later, there was never really this charity that was in existence. Solicitation over the phone. They sound very friendly. Strike up conversation. And it's a tactic that's used to gain information and access. And remember we discussed a little bit about vulnerability earlier. Online dating sites. I don't think a lot of people would, would believe this, but this is very common. Older people, they get lonely. You know, they may have suffered the loss of their partner for however, you know, they were with them for however many years. And all of a sudden that love that their loved one passes away and that loneliness sets in. And so they got a computer for Christmas and they found this online thing this dating site and next thing you know they're in a full-fledged relationship with someone over the internet and they can then become financially exploited in that way now that we've got these different types of scams covered let's talk about prevention it can be hard as an outsider looking in to understand why people can fall for a scam but it's very easy because as i said before many of these con artists are very much, seem very friendly in the beginning, but then they turn out to be very manipulative and they're able to prey on very vulnerable people. Very persistent, at first coming off very friendly with good intention, but then utilizing fear tactics to get someone to meet their demands. And unfortunately, because of embarrassment and shame, an elderly person may not be willing to go to the police or even tell a loved one. So some of these things may be going on for years or months and you may not even know. So what can you do about it? Initiate a conversation if you know of someone who may be at risk. Some questions you can ask. How are you doing? What have you been doing during the day to keep yourself occupied? Have you been socializing with anyone new lately? If it's someone that's very close to you, like a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, your mom, your dad, ask to help sort out any mails. Look around for anything suspicious, i.e. multiple packages of items, boxes, weird mailings, things of that nature. As I discussed earlier, vulnerability with regard to the elderly is a very, very real thing. And it's something that I think we all have to accept, even though your loved one may not accept it. And this could be due to a variety of reasons. There's that fear of losing control, loss of independence, 
false hope that the next time things will work out as far as the financial aspect of things, which is why they might be giving into some of these scams, not even realizing. So perhaps if we maybe change the conversation and show some sort of interest in your loved one, you may prevent them from being a particular victim. So I encourage you to have these conversations with those close to you because you never know. And if you'd like some additional information, I encourage you to look into the ARP website because they do have a fraud watch network, which they are able to actually lay out for you the different types of scams out there. And you can even report a particular scam maybe that you know of. So I definitely encourage you to look into that. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. There's also the Fraud Watch Network helpline where you or your loved one even can report a particular scam that you're aware of or maybe been a victim of. And unfortunately, a lot of times these scam artists, none of this stuff you can get back, this money, the emotional toll that it may take on someone. But maybe if we change the conversation as i said before maybe we can prevent someone from being victims thank you so much for listening be sure to subscribe rate review and tell a friend about the misguided notions podcast